Thanks, Sharon. Thank you very much. It's the Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Enjoy the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you very much. Good afternoon on this Friday afternoon. How are you? Is it snowing where you are? Is it? Yeah? No? Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Mm, Yeah, there's snow watch going on all over the country. I don't think it's sticking, though. I don't... Like, I saw it. It was great. Big, huge... Lovely, unique snowflakes. Now they say every snowflake is unique and they were all coming down but then they were just disappearing when they hit the ground. It was too wet and not cold enough. Listen, if you can stomach any more chat about drink, two things I want to say to you, right? And then I'll be done. Firstly, uh, there's a lot of statistics been thrown around there on Liveline. Uh, There's a great article by Martina Devlin in The Independent today. You can read it online, independent.ie. You might want to read that if you want to know the real statistics. That might be a thing. The other thing is that uh, we have Lisa Corrin and Keith Walsh suggesting non-alcoholic drinks for you. And I know a lot of people decide to go off the beer for January. So we thought we'd do that today, Friday, uh, as we head into the weekend. So if you want tips uh, of what non-alcoholic beverages to seek out in your local off-licence or supermarket or whatever, uh, we'll be doing that for you before four o'clock. So that's all the talk about drink for the moment anyway. Something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. It's sequins and glitter balls and all sorts of things. Cuban heels brightening up our Sunday evenings again. 6.30, RT1. Dancing with the Stars is back. Yeah. It's going to be interesting this year. Erica Cody is there. Uh, who else have we got? Angus McGreena. Neil Delamere. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, and uh, Jennifer Zamparelli and Nikki Byrne uh, presenting Sundays 6.30 it's always a appointment viewing in our house we always sit down as a family and watch it and have a bit of crack uh, speaking of sitting down and watching the telly um, the, don't look up and I don't know if you saw it and, and people have opinions on it and anyway uh, it has broken records for Netflix it was watched for 152,290,000 hours globally between the 7th, 27th of December and the 2nd of January uh, it's a record-breaking amount for the streamer according to Deadline. Now, I don't know why they don't tell us how many people watched it. They give us the hours. But I, I've worked it out just for you, just just so you know. Uh, it's two hours and 18 uh, minutes long, So I, but 2.2. So it's that figure divided by 2.2. So it's just short of 70 million people watched that movie. I, I think it was genius the way they dropped it or it landed on Christmas Eve. Like, here you have a blockbuster movie with stars like Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Meryl Streep, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill, and, and it, it, it lands there into your sitting room on Christmas Eve. Like, we watched it on Christmas Day and everybody enjoyed it. Um, and I, I found it hilariously funny. Um, and some people thought it, you can't be laughing about that sort of thing because it's supposed to be sort of shining a light on how the world is reacting to climate change. Now, it isn't climate change. It's a, a meteorite heading towards the Earth. And the scientist, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, is telling everybody, you know, doom and gloom, this is going to hit us and everyone's going to die. And nobody's paying attention to him. They're paying more attention to the pop star who's split up with her boyfriend and then they're back together. 
Um, and it's it's just poking fun at everything, uh, like TV, influencers, um, uh, newspapers, the whole thing. Everybody, everybody, nobody's free of a little bit of slagging. Um, and I, I, th- I think you enjoy it. And Meryl Streep does a brilliant Trump-esque president of the United States of America. And Jonah Hill is her chief of staff, also her son, and he's brilliant in it. It's just, it, it, it's, it's good and it's, it's well made. Adam McKay, who did uh, Saturday Night Live in Succession. Uh, he directed. I think it's his first. It's first. His first movie. So that's recommended uh, over over the weekend. Also, Deadly Cuts. We spoke to Angelina, um, Angelina Ball and Angeline Ball, not Angelina Ball, Angeline Ball and uh, Victoria Smurfit uh, before Christmas. And Deadly Cuts is now available on Netflix and highly recommended from here. And Eric Rowe, another star of the movie, is going to be talking to us about that after four o'clock. Uh, Simon Delaney is going to be talking to us about um, him appearing in FBI International. Um, and uh, so loads of things happening today. Uh, just here's an important thing that happens every year for various organisations. I'm going to tell you about one organisation. Bernardo's are looking for you to donate your unwanted Christmas presents. Um, so if it's a jumper or if it's a pasta maker or if it's some sort of kitchen gadget that you have already that somebody bought you at Christmas, uh, Bernardo's would love you to donate it to them to help raise funds for their work. And it's amazing work that they do with children all over the country. They have seven shops, um, four in Dublin, along with Carlo, Cork and Wexford, and they're accepting donations. So rather than hide the slippers that will never see your feet, you could take them to Bernardo's or another charity shop near you and donate. Um, that, that's a great idea. Now, all this week we've been sharing advice that people are given because people feel the need to offer advice at the beginning of the year because uh, we all want to change ourselves and become better versions of ourselves uh, with the new year. Uh, but the latest one is New Yorker uh, Helen Rosner. Uh, she took to Twitter to share some things she's learned over the last few decades. Um, and... Uh, good time to share that is a new year I'll just give you a couple of them or maybe a few and the best way to make non-work friends as a childless adult is to get a dog and become a regular at a dog park well the Pope would have something to say about that but that's probably good advice particularly if you're living in a, a city like New York uh, you are both more and less special than you think you are you see I think that's a brilliant thing for life because somebody once said to me about working in you know television or radio it's never as good or as bad as you think it is uh, and, and I suppose we could say that about ourselves. We're never, uh, we're, we were both more or less special than you think you are. That's, that's a nice thing to carry around and think about it. Uh, when you don't know to start, describe the weather. When you don't know how to start, describe the weather. Uh, and that's what I did today, that I would snow. <laughs> when you don't know how to start, describe the weather. So, yeah, subconsciously I took her advice and started the programme like that. Uh, the other thing, that's that's from horror, but we mentioned at the beginning of the week uh, that list of things from The Guardian. And, and one of those was about unsubscribing. Uh, if, you know, these emails that you get, because you click on it and they say, you know, will you accept advertising and marketing thing? And you go, yes. I always say no, but some people say yes. And if you do say yes, as a result, there's a build up of emails that you get on a regular basis from all these things. And it's probably a good idea at the beginning of the year to do a spring clean on your email account and unsubscribe. Um, so what you do is you put unsubscribe into the search bar of your emails and then go through them and click unsubscribe. Uh, and your inbox will be thankful to you for that. Um, it's a bit like the Marie Kondo of, you know, the digital Marie Kondo cleanup sort of thing. If they don't bring you joy, these emails, unsubscribe. Um, and 
every year as well, there's always the statistic of the person who has the most unread emails in their in, in their inbox. I, I've, I'm a terror for that. Like, I, I'm, like I've hundreds of unread texts and probably th- thousands of unread emails. But uh, not, that's not to say I don't see them. I, I see them and then I realise that they don't mean anything. So I don't open them. Um, but uh, how many unread emails have you got in your inbox? Um now, we were having a conversation this morning, which, which is a perennial as well. Uh, how do you know you're turning in to your parents? <laughs> um, and uh, somebody was saying that they went to the pharmacy to get a tonic to help them through the January. So it was a tonic for the January. Uh, and when they did that, they went, oh, I'm becoming, I'm becoming my mother. I'm becoming my mother. So we did a little, a little straw poll. Um, and uh, we found out that one person was getting excited about cleaning products. That's a sign you're turning into your parents. That feeling when you go to the laundry basket and it's all done and you feel a sense of achievement. That's what somebody else said. Having a solid supply of batteries in the house. <laughs> see, I'd be there. I, 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 am, I am my father's son. I, I, I can see it more and more. Uh, buying Gaviscon before you go out to dinner. That's, you know, when you're becoming a parent. Um, lucky we had a supply of batteries last night because the, the electricity went. Uh, I don't know the last time you lost your electricity, probably the last storm. Uh, there was no storm around our place, but it went about 10 o'clock last night and we didn't get it back till the half two today. But we're so reliant, aren't we? We're so reliant on electricity for everything. Uh, but it was a bit of crack, a bit of an adventure, getting the torches out, the candles and all that. And I was telling the kids, back in my day, there used to be regular ESB strikes Um, And I was waiting for that moment because I remember this vividly from my childhood when, you know, and you'd be told there would be a a cut. It was a cut. They call it an outage now. My daughter said, there's an outage. And I said, no, it's a cut. And I'm trying to figure out the difference between the cut and the outage. Cut was probably something that was premeditated, planned, an outage probably not planned. That's what I decided. Anyway, but there was always that moment and it was a lovely moment when the electricity clicked back on. And I was hoping that that would happen this morning because it was still dark. We were all in the kitchen with the, with, with the torches on and I was hoping that the electricity would click back on because I remember from my childhood, there was this lovely, yay, hey! And it was as if it was, you know, we never had electricity because you missed it so much and you were so delighted to have it back. Anyway, thanks to the lads because there were up poles there um, uh, in, in terrible weather, the ESB guys, uh, and, and they managed to bring it back. So thank you for that. And they do... Uh, Trojan work all over the country all the time making sure that we have electricity to charge our phones make our dinner heat the water everything else watch the telly all of those things that we take for granted uh, so thank you for that uh, lads and lassies around the country uh, 51551 ray at um, uh, if you don't know what to talk about talk about the weather Kay says uh, no snow here out walking in Kilkenny City and the sun is shining very mild uh, Patrick and Sunny Fort Lauderdale Florida no snow there 25 Celsius I hate you um, Don't Look Up didn't like it I watched Don't Look Up on Christmas Day not great give me Home Alone any day good cast though um, they can be pricey enough which is a disincentive for me uh, on the zero alcohol and I'm feeling sad here my house is now feeling bare again no lovely twinkling lights anywhere all gone until next year now I have to start looking for the photographs that I put away to put up uh, the decorations. Happy New Year to all, says Mags. Uh, Mags, well, there's a lot of lights been used now for decorative purposes throughout the whole year, not just for Christmas. So maybe we could, you know, you know twinkly lights, 
are for life, not just for Christmas. Maybe we'll start a campaign or maybe not. Uh, 51551 radio.ie. I'll tell you about the quiz after we take a little bit of music. Good afternoon. Ah, Adele, can I get it from her album 30? Uh, 51551 radio.ie. News just uh, coming into us there that Sidney Poitier, uh, the first black man to win Best Actor Oscar, uh, has just died at the age of 94. Um, he was known uh, for films including Guess Who's Coming to Dinner alongside Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn uh, in The Heat of the Night, uh, Lilies of the Field. Uh, and that's the movie that he won the Oscar for. Um, he was from, uh, well, his people were from the Bahamas and he was automatically granted US citizenship after being unexpectedly born in Miami while his parents were visiting. Um, he grew up in the Bahamas but moved to America when he was 15, scoring his first film role in the 1950, uh, 1955's Blackboard Jungle. There's a there's a familiar name. Uh, his first brush with award nominations came uh, with the Defiant Ones in 1958, which saw him nominated for Best Actor alongside co-star Tony Curtis. Um, and he was appearing on the big screen when, uh, at a time when there were very few uh, black actors, particularly black actors playing leading roles or romantic roles. Um, so 94, Sidney Poitier. May he rest in peace. Now, uh, I better tell you about our quiz. Uh, it's our Reeling in the Ears quiz and we've cobbled together bits of songs, news reports, TV shows and movies and we're looking for two people to come on after four o'clock and answer three questions each on what they hear in their ears. See, it's Reeling in the Ears. Uh, you know by now it's a sort of strategic type quiz in that you have to choose a short clip or a long clip. If you choose the short clip you get two points, go for a long clip and you get one point and there is a prize to entice you uh, onto the radio. Uh, and this week uh, we have to say thank you very much to the people in the Riverlee Hotel in Cork, part of the Doyle Collection. Uh, beautiful riverside location, luxurious bedrooms and divine dining options. Uh, perfect place for a New Year city break and uh, it's an, an ideal location to explore everything Cork has to offer. Patrick Street, you can visit the English market. Um, and then when you've done exploring city, county, return uh, to the surrounds of the River Club, uh, experience and enjoy the drama of the To The Moon installation. And you can find out more, doylecollection.com. We're offering a two-night stay for you and a guest and a one-evening meal in the stylish grill room. But first, you must answer our qualifying question. Which tennis star is currently in dispute with Australia about his entry visa into the country? Yeah, it's, 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 it's nearly farcical. Uh, which tennis star is currently in dispute with Australia about his entry visa into the country? Uh, 0818 715 925. 0818 715 925. Uh, and we're looking for two people after four o'clock. Good luck at that. Ah, uh, yeah, wait now. Let's keep going there. You mind yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Now, uh, 20,563 unread emails, says Julie. That's a lot. Um, Ray, I have 80,460 unread emails in my Yahoo email and 66,588 unread emails in my Hotmail. Nothing gets deleted ever. You're a bit of a digital hoarder there. Uh, mine isn't as bad as I thought. 184 unread texts and 285 unread emails. I, I did a thing last year, which is another bit of advice. You can go in and you can, you can I can't remember exactly how you do it, but you, but you can sort of time when something's going to be deleted. So, for example, I'm on Strava because of the running thing last year and you constantly get, you know, 
emails about that, but you can tell your inbox to delete them after a week. And that has worked kept it sort of nice and tidy uh, on electricity that's why I bought a battery operated radio last year Ray can't beat it Bernie and Maria in West Cork says my husband is Welsh and we live in West Cork we he got a generator a few years ago and we had no electricity before Christmas with one of the storms he was thrilled with himself using the new generator like a child with a toy he kept saying see how good it works yeah, look at that it was good to have it but it made me smile I remember the neighbours visiting and card playing long ago during an electricity outage. See, it's, it's, it's boys with toys, isn't it? And I could see the, the glee your husband uh, would get from using a generator when all around were in darkness, using candles and torches. There you had full electricity supply. Do you remember, um, wasn't there a couple of Christmases in a row back in the 90s where there was major storms around Christmas? I remember uh, going home after doing the den one Christmas day and having to run uh, two extension leads, which I'd borrowed from RTE at the time, from Breen's house on one side of us across to our house to to make sure we could cook the Christmas dinner. And I think they helped us with the turkey and we did the ham and the whatever anyway. But it involved two extension leads. I hope I gave that extension lead back. Now, uh, Carlo has been trending on Twitter this morning uh, and this afternoon. Uh, why is that, you ask? Why is Carlo trending? Well, it's because they got some heavy snowfall and it's stuck. Yay! Uh, there was some snow in places this morning as forecast as some of us went uh, a bit mad uh, Alan O'Reilly from carloweather.com joins us now from Carlo uh, right man in the right place Alan good afternoon good afternoon Rev do you get excited now when, when it sticks <laughs> I like, like a bit of snow I do yes. I do and it, as somebody said on Twitter is that an Irish thing does it stick apparently it is an Irish thing oh right so they don't say it elsewhere Apparently not. I, I would have thought everybody said to the stick, but apparently no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and there was, I even said it today, oh, it won't stick, it won't stick. Yeah, it's known, but it won't stick. And there's always disappointment. Yeah. So tell us how bad or how good it was, depending on your, your, your point of view in Carlo today. Yeah, well, it really varies a lot. And that famous word or sentence on high ground mm. um, really came into play because it varied a lot from one part, even the, the second smallest county, Carlow, it varied a lot. So Carlow Town really didn't see anything on a bit of sleet, but the hills above it had a couple of good covering of snow, enough to certainly make a snowman, or a All couple right. of snowmen even. Um, Hackestown, just down the road from me, had some very heavy snow at lunchtime. I went down there at lunchtime, and it was the real dinner plates, we call the, the real big flakes as they're coming down. Um, and there was a really a heavy snow there. There was a truck got stuck on a road and right. proper snow, is, you know what you mean. So, <laughs> but it's funny because the difference there is about, I'm at 110 uh, metres above sea level and Hackstown is 170 above sea level. Now, I had a small bit of snow, Hackstown had proper snow and Carl Town is only about 50 metres above sea level and it had no, no snow. Yeah. No. Isn't it mad? So that shows you the... Yeah, the, the variation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just remind me, because I always get this mixed up, which is more likely to stick, the big flakes or the small flakes? Well, generally the big flakes, um, because you're going to have kind of that more drier, powdery type snow. Um, the, kind of, the small stuff can very often be mixed in with sleet and that. Now, sometimes it can, it can be kind of stormy, you know, you can get a lot of the smaller type stuff. But generally, the dinner plates is what you want. Okay, and what's the situation in the rest of the country? We saw pictures from Donegal in, uh, in yesterday's papers of snow. Uh, so what's the situation now and what's the situation for the weekend? 
Yeah, so it varied a lot of even across the country, but a lot of parts of Leash and Wicklow um, saw snow, Mullingar saw snow, Tipperary. Um, I'm told it's only rain from the people giving out to me stopped posting pictures of snow down in Cork and Waterford because they were getting jealous. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of turned milder now in the southwest. So the latest temperatures is actually 10 degrees in the southwest. Wow. But it's only, it's only 2 degrees in Dublin. Um, and really the wind chill shows the real difference because the wind chill is, is minus two or minus three in, in the east and it's six degrees in the southwest. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, it's going to turn milder later tonight and we have a band of rain coming across, some very heavy rain and some strong winds. It's going to be a rough night actually, down, especially down the southwest with very heavy rain and strong winds. But that'll blow through then tomorrow and it'll brighten up in the afternoon, but it'll turn cooler again. So we're in a bit of a seesaw effect cool, mild, wet, back to cool again. Um, Sunday then will start off uh, mainly dry, but we have more rain pushing up um, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. And uh, yeah, it's looking, it's kind of mixed bag over the weekend. So the, the best part of Saturday will be in the afternoon. The best part of Sunday will be in the morning. Okay. And then Monday looks much milder, up to 13 degrees um, with some showers. But the good news is we have a big uh, high pressure coming towards us and it looks like it's going to settle over us from kind of Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's going to give us some nice, dry, settled weather. And we might even see some nice sunshine in some parts for the rest of the week. Brilliant. And very little rainfall. Great. Um, and you heard that advice from that woman, uh, Helen Rosner. When you don't know how to start, describe the weather. So you're perfectly positioned to do that. Uh, Alan, thanks very much. Uh, that's Alan O'Reilly, CarloWeather.com. Thanks, Alan. Mind yourself. Have a good weekend. Cheers, sure, Thanks. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Text 51551. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio yeah, 1. I am. Or Ray at RTE.ie. Uh, Denise has been on. She says, tell that lady, Mags, to put her pictures into the Christmas decorations box as she swaps them. Then it's easy to swap them back when you take the decorations down. That is unbelievably simple but brilliant, Denise. Thank you very much for that advice. So that's for next year. All of these bits of advice for next year. So when you're taking down the decorations, sorry, when you're putting up the decorations and you're taking down all this, all the little souvenirs around the place and the ornaments and the, the, the framed photographs, put them into the box that the decorations are in. Yeah, you know how it works. Now, four children, uh, three new TV series, two novels and the small matter of the day job as a presenter on Ireland AM. Simon Delaney is a busy man. But he took time out of his busy schedule to talk to us on Zoom. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. How are you, Simon? This is the way of the world now, my friend, isn't it? Zoom rules. Yeah. Which 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 room are you zooming from? I'm uh, currently under the bed in the spare room <laughs> with a chair up against the door to stop anybody coming in. <laughs> nice, nice sound. A nice, nice sound. You know, yeah. Uh, I've I've forked out a few quid for the mic, Ray. You know what I mean? Did you? Yeah. And you've you've headphones on, and you're you're yeah. Ah, sure. I'm a one man industry here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So FBI International Justice has no borders. (laughs) (laughs) You should do the voiceover for it, Ray. Honest to God. I mean, if that doesn't make you want to watch the series, nothing will. So that's that's one of the three TV series you're in. Tell us about it, FBI International. Um, Yeah, but this actually only shot this before Christmas. sort of towards the tail end of November into December in Budapest. Uh, so FBI International is, it's the third kind of um, 
so FBI was the first show, all written by uh, and created by uh, Dick Wolf, who is the man behind CSI, that whole CSI in Miami and New York. And all yeah. that. So he created this world uh, about the FBI. So that was the first series. Then there was FBI. I think it's FBI Law and Order. I could be wrong. Uh, and this is the third incarnation of it called FBI International. So it centers around a team of FBI uh, agents who are based in Europe. They're based in Budapest in Hungary. and They go across Europe um, solving all sorts of crimes, right? And uh, this episode that I'm in is set in Belfast, but we shot it in Budapest. Now, how did you feel about that? Because, you know, I watched, you know, that The Power of the Dog. I don't know if you've seen it. It's uh, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. And it, it's supposed yeah. to be in Montana, but they filmed it That's in New right. Zealand. Now, me know. me knowing that, it, it it sort of took my enjoyment of the movie for some reason. I don't know why. Did it really? So I'm going to be watching uh, FBI International, th- you know, and they're going to be telling me it's Belfast, and I'm going to know it's Budapest. <laughs> so well, the thing of it is, most of the scenes are interior, so oh, it so could have been shot in Kilbarrick, you know what I mean? It didn't really make any difference. It was, uh, yeah, so basically what they, what happens in the episode is they uh, there's a, a police officer has been uh, killed in, in Belfast, and uh, the team come over to Belfast to investigate the murder, and I play... Um, I play Chief Burke, who's the kind of head of this PSNI unit. So uh, the team come in from Budapest and they try to solve the murder. Blink, 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 blink. There you go. Can I ask you a question? I don't know. I don't expect you to have the answer. But but can the FBI in real life do this? Can they go into other countries? Well, and- Ray, I could answer that. But I'm afraid <laughs> due to international laws, I, I could tell you, but I'd have to come and visit you later in the night then. I can tell you, I'll write the answer down and I'll post it to you. Right. Thank you very much. I haven't a clue, in other words. <laughs> Uh, what's Budapest like as a, as, a, as a city I suppose with Covid you didn't Beautiful. get a much did you get much chance now, to explore it now this is the thing I was in Budapest about 10 years ago I did an episode of uh, No Frontiers for RT the travel series and uh I spent about three or four days and it was beautiful. It was during the summer and I did Segway tours around the cities because the two cities obviously split by the Danube, the city of Buda and the city of Pest. And it's an amazing place, a beautiful city. But this time around with COVID, you kind of just, you literally went from the hotel to the set and then yeah. back. You, you just couldn't go out and about. I mean, there's gorgeous Christmas markets and all that, but you just couldn't take the risk, right? Mm. You know, like we, and, and there's such severe you know, not severe, but, you know, strict COVID protocols when you're filming. Um, you know, you are you do an antigen test every day before you, you, you don't even let it walk on set without taking an antigen test and you do a PCR test every two or three days. And So you just didn't want to take the chance of of ruining it because yeah, this yeah. is, like, it's a big, big series. If, if someone gets COVID on this, you know, this thing has to shut, shut down. And uh, when, can, when can we see it? And where? Well, would you believe it actually airs on CBS next Tuesday, the 11th of January in the States? Um, and I think we get it then a couple of weeks later. Uh, That's a quick Sky turnaround, platform. isn't it? Yeah, it is. You see, this is the first series of this incarnation of the show. And they shot nine episodes, which was... Uh, so they shot a pilot, then nine episodes were ordered. And then while they were shooting the nine episodes, they got an order for a full series. So a full season of American Network TV is 22 episodes. So this is still the full first full season. So right. as, as quick as we're making them, they're going out on air. So we literally shot this, I think, two, weeks, two three weeks before Christmas. And it's out next Tuesday in the States. Brilliant. Brilliant. And so that's that's one of the three. So the other two, what are they? Yeah, so I was uh, I was in Spain um April and May of last year shooting uh, this crazy kind of western TV series called That Dirty Black Bag. Um 
which is eight one hours. It's uh, it was shot in an incredible location, right, in a place called the Tabernas Desert down near Almeria in the south of Spain. And uh, these are the sets. They were shot on the same sets that Sergio, Sergio Leone used for his classic spaghetti westerns back in the day. Ah, um, right. The sets are still there. So the, they left the sets alone. They turned the sets, would you believe, into kind of like a theme park. Like you can go and visit there and there's, ah. you know, cowboy shows during the day and can-can dancers in the saloon at night. And so these sets are still there. It's a full village, a full town. So we shot this uh, series. It's an Italian co-production, uh, Palomar Productions, written by an Italian guy and created by an Italian guy called Mauro, Mauro Aragoni, great name. Um, but it had a real Irish spin in it because uh, quite a few Irish actors in it, um, and one of the directors was Brian O'Malley, who's an Irish director. So there was two directors on it, and it was shot by uh, PJ Dillon, who's one of the best cinematographers in the world. He shot all eight episodes. So that is out on AMC in the States, I think, around April and is it supposed to be in, set in the States, is it? And it's, and it's shot oh, in Spain. Oh, it's set in the Wild West. Yeah, oh, but it's yeah. A tr- Again, look, look, you're, you're wrecking me head. You're listen. wrecking me both. Yeah, but listen, if it was good enough for Clint Eastwood and a few yes, dollars more know, back in the day. But I didn't good. know. I didn't know. I thought it was in the Wild West back then. Uh, so the, the other one, uh, Inside Man. Hello? Gone. He sounds like he's there, but he's gone. Hello, no, sir. I'm here. I'm yeah, here, Ray. Yeah. Hello. Good, good afternoon. Welcome back to Lusk, live from under my bed in the spare room. I was I'm just, here. I was just asking you about the other one. So we've done two out of three. Inside Man is the two third one. Two out of three. One. Yeah. In- Inside Man, yeah. Inside Man is uh, a four-part series written by Stephen Moffat, who's the guy who wrote Sherlock. Yeah. Ah. And it stars uh, Stanley Tucci and David Tennant. And it's, uh, it's a kind of a... It's a psychological drama. So uh, I did, again, a little turn on that one episode and that, which we shot in London um, during the summer. So I got to work with Stanley Tucci, which was a kind of a dream come true because he's kind of, I think he's everybody's favourite person in the world, really. He's just, he's had such a range of yeah. of acting gigs. He's, he's a great foodie, cookbook author, you know. So I had a lovely time working with him. That's going to be a cracking series. So I think that's out probably around autumn on BBC and on Netflix. So last year was a good year for you and then Ireland AM continued. You, you spoke to me about two years ago about writing a novel and, and you've that finished and you're on your second novel. Well, yeah, I, I remember talking to you, I think it was only not long into the first lockdown in 2020 and you were asking me kind of how I was spending lockdown. Lucky enough, I was still able to work. There is it. Somebody's, somebody's walked in or somebody stepped between him and the signal. Uh, between him and the bed. Um, I tell you what, we'll take a commercial break and we'll try and get, try and get Simon back up on the line uh, after this. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Tweet at Radio Ray RTE. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Donnybrook to Lusk. Come in, Lusk. Lusk receiving. Over, <laughs> over. I'm standing on one leg. I've got a coat hanger in my left hand and I'm whispering the French national anthem twice. Apparently that works. <laughs> Roger out. <laughs> uh, so, so you're, you're, yeah, you're saying the novel you did that. Um, it hasn't been published, but you're onto the second one already. Um, so yeah, so I was lucky enough to sign with it. The, the book got signed by a literary agent in the US just before Christmas, so they're trying to nail down a publishing deal for it. So, in the meantime, I've started writing the second book. So uh, yeah, just uh, that's something I've really 
turned to right through lockdown was writing so I'm writing a lot of scripts and a lot of a lot of words altogether from under the bed and it's 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 a nice thing to do I, like I have it in my head to do it I'm sure most people do and it's just a matter of getting around to do it there's that lady again she says she's a writer and she's just offering advice as she turns 40 and there is advice about writing there what I just what I just see because it's, it's I need it's, all the advice I can get go for it tell me enlighten me right no it just says you can just write things an article a poem a book you don't exactly. have to wait for someone else to say you should you can just do it this is still yeah, unbelievable exactly. to me she says yeah you don't need for permission exactly yeah, yeah. no you don't and the thing is like I've, I've been looking up to interview some of the biggest authors in the world through through Ireland AM and you know a lot of them like Jeffrey Archer will say just write anything write something every day even if it's 50 words even if it's two sentences write something and then go back to it the next day and add to it and add to it and add to it they say writing is rewriting like I wrote the book the first draft in six weeks it was 125,000 words but then I spent seven months rewriting it yeah so you know and there's that statistic of look we all want to write a book and only one, 1% of people will start a book and 99% of them won't finish it. Right. So even just to have got it done. Yeah, no, it's a huge it. achievement. It's a huge achievement. You know, so it could be bloody awful, right? We'd have to wait and see. You but know? but this is this is the point now where it's the rejection point, is it? Or what, what happens? Or do you, do you... Ah, but sure, look, I mean, I'm well used to rejection. Like I, I spent 10 years as a sales rep, race, so I was hearing the word <laughs> now 25 times a day, you know. And then as an actor, I've been hearing it 35 times a day. But it's, so rejection is like when I finished writing the book, Ray, I sent the book out to... 52 agents across the world as far as Australia right. and I think I got something like 25 rejections but then I got a, a got a deal so you just have to keep going it's just perseverance yeah and you is it a digital copy now that you send out you don't have to actually put a manuscript well, into some an of them, envelope they all, have, they all have kind of different submission guidelines some people want to see the first 50 pages some people want to see just a synopsis some people want the full manuscript some people want five chapters so you have to tailor each submission oh for each different agent that's a lot of work so it is a lot of work it is yeah and as I say I sent it out to agents as far away as Australia New Zealand Canada the States the UK a couple here in Ireland and yeah. you know I got a bunch of rejections which is fine and, uh, you know, eventually you just keep knocking on the door, keep going. And eventually I got signed. It, the book, I should say, got signed by an agent in November. So their their job now is to go and find a publisher for it. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Good luck with that. Uh, listen, it's, it's, it's sort of wintry out there. Uh, and you four four young fellas to feed and um, yeah. I'm sure your wife as well. Uh, so, so what's on the menu this evening? Well, she only eats every second day. That's the way we work it out, right? It's uh, it's cheaper all all round, you know. I mean, Jesus, if the six was to eat seven days a week, we'd be in trouble, right? You know what I mean? Um, why are we cooking this evening? I'm doing well. Do you know what? Like at the moment, Ray, it's all it's for me. It's one pot wonders, and it's winter warmer. So yes, I'm cracking yeah. little recipe that I cook. Um, it's a little Indian dish. It's a chicken korma with baby potatoes, and I serve it with uh, rice. Now it sounds very fancy. It's a saffron rice, saffron. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> which is basically cook your rice as normal cut half a lemon put it in with the rice while you're cooking it then when the rice is cooked take the lemon out and squeeze it in over the rice and just add a pinch of saffron you've got, right. you've got lemon saffron rice but chicken korma ray with baby spuds can't be easy and dead easy to cook and you can throw it on the pot and walk away for a couple of hours that's what I like doing yeah yeah sounds good sounds good it's pizza pizza night in our house tonight um, oh, of course Friday uh, night is pizza night isn't it <laughs> yeah Friday night pizza night that's right we're, we're yeah. still making the same one that I made with you on the telly those years ago it's still it's, <laughs> still, it's, still, that? it's still a favourite <laughs> oh it looked like a wheel off a ladder you think you met <laughs> 
Oh, Lord. Simon, you know as well as anybody that you eat with your eyes. (laughs) This is very true, yeah. We had dark glasses on that night, right? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Simon, good luck with everything. Um, I I can't wait to see you in all those things. Uh, And it's always a pleasure to have a chat and uh, I hope the family are well and happy new year to you and to yours. And to you and to all your listeners, right? Listen, enjoy the pizza and I'll talk to you soon. Yes, yeah, you with the karma. Good luck. That's Simon Delaney there. (laughs) God bless. We'll see you. Uh, Now, we've chatted about... um, Zero alcohol beer or non-alcohol non, non start again non-alcoholic beer on the show before uh, a way of socialising or relaxing without the risk of a hangover and uh, so there you might when we started talking about it like it was it was a novelty uh, and it was it was dare I say it, a little bit uh, exotic for some people and there wasn't a huge amount to choose from well you'll have noticed now if you look on the uh, the shelves of your local off local off license or your local supermarket that the 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 choice of non-alcoholic beers and other stuff has increased exponentially over the last couple of years. So we said it being January and people doing dry January and all that that we'd we'd invite a couple of people on to talk about it again. Liz Kern runs an alcohol-free event company uh, down in Dingle, and she's come into our uh, Balianingal studio. Good afternoon, Lisa. How are you, Ray? How are things on the Dingle Peninsula? Well, do you know what? Now today, it's a bit windy. Right. <laughs> it's a bit mad down here, but it's great crack. <laughs> okay. Uh, not so windy down the corridor in a booth. Uh, Keith Walsh, how are you doing, Keith? Are <laughs> you Ray? How's it going? It's well, a bit it's still windy down here now. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> it's lovely and warm, lovely and toasty. Thank you very yeah, much. You're on your own. You can do what you like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just leave the door open when you when you're gone. Yeah. Well, it, just I'll talk to you, Lisa, first about about okay. this uh, alcohol-free event company. Yeah, go on. We're called the Virtue Club, and we started in October, and it just absolutely took off beyond our wildest dreams. Um, it's we thought it would be something that people wanted, and clearly it is. But it's also something that people need, mm. especially after COVID. I think and. Now, with the added hike of the prices of alcohol, I think people will be a little bit more open to that option. Yeah, I'll have to look into. I don't. I don't think that has affected non-alcoholic beer no, at all. It hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't. Okay. No. Okay. And you've your own story, your relationship with alcohol. I do, of course. I think everyone does. I think it's just um, part and package of being Irish, mm-hmm. and uh, we all have to just accept that. But the big thing for me was um, anxiety, ADHD. Um, I'm autistic myself. And I think when you find yourself and you're comfortable with yourself and you find your coping mechanisms, it's a lot easier to stand up for yourself these days. People are a lot more open-minded. People want to hear that you are doing what's best for you and people cheer you on. And I think that narrative is getting a lot more traction and a lot more acceptance. So I just found it was a lot easier to turn around and say, you know, I, I don't want to drink because, you know, my anxiety my anxiety will be through the roof tomorrow. And people were like, oh, that's fair enough. But there wasn't alternative options, really. Um, you could inquire in pubs, nightclubs about, do they have alcohol-free drinks? And then the barman might have to go and ask somebody else or go <laughs> look for it. Yeah. But So in the last few months, that has gotten a lot, lot better. But yeah. we wanted to set up a company where all the options are there. People can come in. We'll go around the country. We'll we'll set up in different places. They can come in, have their choice and then know when they do go out to another venue another night, they can say, do you have this particular one? You mentioned there that you, uh, do you say you're autistic or you I have am. autism? 
Which, which, I say I am autistic. You're autistic, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just When were you diagnosed? Not until I was 30. And I think that was a huge turning point in my life as well. And it really helped my anxiety and my, you know, my view of myself. I think my whole life I had tried to change the way my brain worked to be like everyone else. But when I got that diagnosis, it was, okay. my brain is never going to be like everyone else's. I just have to figure out how to speak up and talk up for myself and find a coping mechanism. Right. Uh, and and you find that drink doesn't fit in with who you are and how you behave and how it affects you? No, it, no. it just okay. doesn't. Personally, for me, it just doesn't. Now, that's not saying I don't drink, but when I do drink, it takes planning. It might be a wedding, a birthday. So, you know, you'll, you'll plan your medication, you'll plan um, your the venue, you'll plan, you know, your lifts home. And a lot of that is a big comfort. OK. Um, Keith. Yo. You haven't drank in how long? Two years now, uh, oh. Ray. I can't believe it. Now, my, I just passed my second Christmas. I'm going to. Street. I'm going to <laughs> play devil's advocate here. Go on, yeah, yeah. And, and act like somebody who isn't on the radio, but just somebody you met. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you you say to me, I haven't drank in two years. I haven't had a drink in two years, Ray. Would you believe that? Are you an alcoholic? Um, <laughs> well, no, but that's the way it goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. That's the thing. That's the attitude. Are you an alcoholic? And it's hard then to answer because I would always say, like, I never had a problem with drink, but like, is it a problem? It was just a problem for me. Like, I, you know, two years ago, it was a very busy period in my life, and I needed to kind of have a clear head. And I was like, look, this booze probably adds to my anxiety and probably adds to my worries and I need to I was doing a bit of work on myself going to therapy and stuff like that I was like well what can I do how can I make me the best version of myself Ray you know yourself and that was kind of the thinking behind it and I just I did this I took on this challenge 100 days of no booze um, and I, I'm encouraging people to do it every year after Christmas. There's a, there's an Instagram account 100 days no booze and uh, I did the 100 days and I just kept going All right and how do you feel now? Do you, do you miss it? Terrible. <laughs> no, no, do you, do you have hankerings? Do you, do you? It's hard when you realise the most interesting part of yourself was the, was the boozy guy. No, um, I like it. Like, I, I sleep better. I've got, like, I have an extra day or two in the week, I believe. Like, I get, I've got, I get a lot more done, you know what I mean? I used to kind of have a job and that was all I did. Now I've several jobs and I've time to do it and I, I do a bit of writing, I do a bit of this and I do a bit of performing and like, I just, I have more energy and this is what I wanted. I have loads of energy. I don't need the drink, Ray. And actually, it was, it was, you know, it was bringing me down, probably. To be honest, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, you're right. Uh, so we're here to talk about the products. Uh, so thank you so much for 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 doing this for us. So I have a range of things in front of me. So too do you have Keith? I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you have them down there, uh, Lisa. I don't know what you have. No, in front I'm just of. here to hear your So what's your biggest? What's the most popular one when you do an event, Lisa? Oh, the the most popular one. Um, well, actually, down here in Kerry, it's Cronin Cider is a huge one down here in Kerry. Right, just it's a it's a it's produced here in Kerry. Um, so it's it's beautiful. I, but I, I have a non-alcoholic cider here. It's it's not Cronin. It's a uh, Copperberg. Copperberg. Yeah. That's the second biggest is one, it? and right, it I, is beautiful. I'm going to taste it now because in in my head it's Sidona. Non-alcoholic cider is Sidona, <laughs> which is which is a big deal in our house at Christmas down in, down down in Kildare. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Oh no! Oh God, no! Yeah, no. That's, sorry, that's too berry. That's, uh, that's berry. Uh, that, that's that's too sweet for me mm. too. I Can you not pitch yourself now drinking that out in a beer garden, no. having a bottle of lunch? No, 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 no. Well, there uh, must be you, something in the air here I, in I, Kerry. I, so I tell, you, I tell you what that tastes to me like: it, it, it's some sort of children's medicine with with oh. with five <laughs> teaspoons <laughs> of sugar in it. That's well, what it, it probably like does have a lot of sugar in yeah. it, but you know, you need that kick. 
Yeah, well, what do you think? What yeah, do you think, Keith? It's, it's Ribena with fizzy water. That's yeah. basically it. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. That 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 gets a yeah. It's a, it's alcohol free cider down. there. Yeah, but that's it's a matter of taste. It's a it's a. It's but a you know what? Taste. I don't know if you uh, do either. V well, not you, Keith. Sorry, but Ray, have you ever tried uh, regular alcohol Copperberg? Uh, I, I, no, I'm not a big cider drinker. It definitely is a, an acquired taste, and people do love Copperberg. And anyone that usually drinks the alcoholic version say that the alcohol free version is good. Tastes yeah, you see, but I'm looking at it here alcohol free with strawberry and lime. You yeah. know, it, like it is nearly like a dessert. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Yes. And I mean, it's a you soft wouldn't, drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, as they call has it down in Kildare, a soft drink. A, a soft mineral drink. A mineral. A mineral. A mineral. A Keith, Keith, what do you want to go for next there? You have the same in front I, of you. I'm going to go for the Brooklyn because I think you need ah, yeah. to cleanse your palate with, a, with an actual right. something yeah. that sounds like, like a beer. I usually drink uh, Heineken Zero Zero. That's what I have in That's the fridge. That's what I love too, right. yeah. So this is interesting. Now, this is my go-to one. Yeah. It was Paddy Cullivan suggested this. It's a hoppy lager by Brooklyn, special effects, alcohol-free. And the reason I like it is because it doesn't taste like anything that I'm familiar with. Yeah. So it's not it's not um, a Heineken tr- with no alcohol trying to be a Heineken with alcohol mm-hmm. or a Carlsberg or a Moretti or whatever it is. It, it, it's something and it's, it's quite strong and I think it works brilliantly. Like, I I, I love it. Like, it really it's, works It's like me. an exclusive taste. Yes, yeah. You know, and that's nice when it's zero alcohol. What, what do you think? What do you think of it? Keith? Yeah, this is more like one of those hipster beers that's got a bit of uh, it's got a bit of hop, hoppiness to it. But I like yeah. it. It's proper. It's a proper drink. Like you feel like you're having a beer, and I still, even though I don't drink, I still want the feeling of that. You yeah. know, I, mean? I don't want to be drinking f- f- uh, kids' it, drinks. It, it's you know? that placebo effect, I think. And you know the brilliant thing about that, Lisa, and you, you might you might bring it to your events, like. I, one is enough for me, you know, which is, which is, you know, it's, it's, it feels nearly like wine to me, you know, when you have a, a, a bottle of it, mm. it's, it's, it's sort of nice. Anyway, there, there you go. That's, that gets a, a thumbs up. Uh, I'll pick the next one then. Um, no Seco. Lisa, talk to us about No Seco. So No Seco is actually um, based on de-alcoholised wine. Right. So it's, it's carbonated flavoured drink. And it says uh, suitable for vegans, alcohol it's free. It's totally suitable for okay, vegans. Right. Uh, go for it, Keith. Uh, um, yes, it's nice. I like it. I've had this. This was the first Christmas I gave up a uh, drink. Uh, I we drank a lot of no seco, yeah. and then I realised it was just I was just drinking sugary water. So I kind of had to knock down the head because I can't be <laughs> I can't be just sub- substituting it. But it's nice. It's tasteful. As it's a nice yeah, it treat. Is. Yeah, it is. No, it is nice. It's nice. Yeah, and you can see that if you arrived in somebody's house and you got a flute of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. feel like a flute standing no. with nothing in your hand. So yeah. But so you know that, what? It, that's really popular with sixteenths um, and eighteenth birthday ah, yes, parties yes, and stuff. Yes, you know, yes. it's really classy. Or idea, actually, if yeah. you have an event where you want people to have the experience of having like a champagne glass, but they all have to drive home. It's very popular for and that. And who, who has booked you to run non-alcoholic events? Well, we have a few in the pipeline now, but obviously they're all on the back burner with yes, the current, of course, COVID, yes, the current yes, yes, COVID yes, yeah. restrictions. And, you know, we have to be careful, especially when you're dealing with people that aren't drinking. They are very careful. They are very following the guidelines. They're following the rules and, and rightly so. Yes. But, you know, we want to have everything completely in order do, and high standards yes, because yeah. people are watching everything when they're when they're sober. Okay, um so beer we're putting all these up on our on our website aren't we so that you'll know them. So beer we've only time for one more. Um, nice can, nice can, uh, very well uh, presented. This is nice, right? So it's a non-alcoholic vegan lager with a hint of grapefruit. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. This is something I would buy in the shop uh, during the day, just if I if I if I have a thirst on me. I'm not a big fan of water. I try and drink as much as I yeah. can. But this soul beer is just a nice, it's fizzy, refreshing. Uh, this one I think has might have ginger in it, or this one has grapefruit. Oh, grapefruit, grapefruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's lovely, yeah. lovely, yeah. refreshing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I, it doesn't do for me now. Not a fan. No, no. I tell you what, it tastes like. Do you know when you, you, you use the glass that was used for something else, <laughs> and you put fizzy water in it, <laughs> and the remnants of the other flavour was in it? That, that's what it tastes like. But anyway, there, there you go. They're all there, and and you know everybody, everybody has their own uh, specific taste when it comes that's to just sugar it. and all that's that. Just yeah, it. yeah. But there's the brilliant thing about it is there's a huge range. So if you are uh, off the booze for January, or and you want, or as to say this, I don't like this phrase, but if you're sober curious. Uh, you might want to go into your local off-licence or um, uh, I mean, the way we put it, Ray, is that you're just drinking differently. That's it. You're, you're, you're enjoying the atmosphere, you're, you're enjoying your attitude, you're enjoying your company, you can drive home and get up in the morning. There you go. And as, as Keith Walsh says, you have one or two days extra in the week. You do. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lisa Corn in Dingle, thank you very much. Uh, Keith Walsh, uh, Keith. Down, the, down the corridor, thank you. Thank and you Happy much. New Year to you both. Happy Lisa. New Year. Bye. Anish Dasha down the Preskelton and Nogtil and Marini Hulawan. Grimaga, Marion, thank you very much. Um, have a great weekend. 51551 radio.rt.ie. Ted's in Wexford, he says, gave up the booze since the first lockdown. Best thing that's ever happened to me. Don't miss it one bit. There is a good place outside booze. That's Ted. And Siobhan is in Galway, says, could retailers reduce the price of non-alcoholic beverages in line with the price increases in the previous low-cost alcohol? I see, yeah. Just thought. Well, definitely non-alcoholic uh, drink should be a lot cheaper. Um, I don't think there should be excise duty on it. There should be incentivising people to drink non-alcoholic beer, I would think. Um, but that minimum unit pricing was only one um, suggestion or one recommendation in a raft of recommendations that were made 10 years ago. So it's only one part of the thing. Uh, I think people are misunderstanding and I think that's the, the government's sole way of dealing with um, a problem that we have in this country but it's not it's only one thing uh, now reeling in the ears press the button there you go bits of songs bits of TV shows bits of movies bits of news reports uh, it's all part of reeling in the ears two points for short clip one point for long clip and we have two people waiting to come on better tell them about the prize first and it's a lovely two night break in the River Lee Hotel in Cork part of the Doyle Collection and it's a perfect location to explore everything that Cork City and County has to offer. Patrick Street, English Market, out to Kinsale, out to Yall. Uh, so much to do down there. Uh, DoyleCollection.com. It's a two-night stay and a one-evening meal in the stylish grill room restaurant. Mary Long, you won't have to go far if you win. You're on the old Yall, Yall Road in Cork. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad at all, Ray. What's Thank the weather you. like down there? It's very cold, Ray, at the moment. It's, uh, it's raining and... Dark right. and yeah. cold, quite cold. And you, and you did what, what what you should do, you lit a fire. I lit a fire, exactly, and sat in for the afternoon. Nice. Now, what do you do? Do you read? Listen. Oh, you obviously listen I to radio. I do a lot of reading. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do listen to the radio a lot, but uh, I do a lot of reading and uh, I do a bit of baking in that as well. Okay, what do you like to read? Um, or anything really, fiction or non-fiction, I, whatever take my fancy, or new, like the newspapers as well. The which? The newspapers, the newspapers, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you have just a da- to find out what's going on in that, like. You have a daughter in Dublin and a son in Waterford. That's correct, yes. Uh, and were they home for Christmas? They were home for Christmas, yeah. They were both of them were home for a few days. Great, great. Uh, that and, was good. And, and you did the cooking and everybody was happy. I did, they helped out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was very good. Very great. good. Uh, you're up against Martina Kelly, who's in Donegal. How are you doing, Martina? Hello, Ray. 
uh, and say hello to Mary there as well. Hello, Mary. Hello. How are you? I'm Best fine, thanks. Uh, whereabouts in Donegal are you, Martina? I'm uh, Kelly Gordon. Kelly uh-huh. Gordon. Ah, yes. Donegal. That's where my grandfather was from. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Bill Bonner was his name. But uh, from Kelly Gordon? Yeah, Kelly Gordon. Oh, my God. What's his name again? Bill, Bill Bonner was his name. Bill Bonner. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. Billy Bonner. Because yeah. Kelly Gordon is small, isn't it? It is, it is small, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, he would have moved out of there because he joined the, I think, the British Army. Uh, so he would have right. moved out there young, you know. Yes. Um, I should know more about him than I do, but I know it's Kelly Gordon. And, and yeah. I, yeah and oh, I, I, it's not a mess. Yeah, a there you go. There, there you go. There's a, lot of bo- <laughs> there's a lot of Bonners up that way, though, isn't there, Martina? Bonners there is, yes, yeah. there is, surely. How do you pronounce it? Boner. Oh, bo- yeah, you see, there you go. B-O-N-N. Yeah, so the way he spelled it would have been B-O-N-A-R. Like Packy Bonner. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you've Matthew and Aoife there. Uh, yes. And who are they? That's my, my wee grandchildren. Uh-huh. That's Gavin and Amanda's wee children. That's my right. son Gavin and, uh, and my your babysitter Amanda. And, and they're delighted you got through to the radio. Oh, my goodness. We've been trying and trying. We just couldn't believe it today. It was so exciting. Now, will you it's explain been... this to me, that the radio in the garage is faster than the one in the house? <laughs> in the garage <clears throat> so I go down to the garage and I get the I get the, the question first and then I, I keep trying but I, kept, I tried like four times today and I thought oh that's that now and Matthew maybe grants and he said just try again just try and I tried again and I got through <laughs> yes, so oh, I see so whatever way you have the radios wired it's the one in the garage is slightly ahead of the other one Yes. Yes. So when you're down the garage, you're you're getting in first with the getting phone call. Ah, I see. I see. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Uh, Mary in Cork and Martina yep. in Donegal. Um, yes. So if you go for a short clip, you get two points because it's more difficult. Yes. If you go for a long one, you get uh, one point. And whoever has the yes. most points at the end is the winner. If it's a draw, we go to a tiebreak question. Good luck to you both, Mary Martina. Right. Here right. we go. Okay. Okay, um, Mary, I can tell you the year is 1998, which is 23 years ago. My word. Oh, my God. Yes, and and we're in the movies to start off with. So do you want uh, a long clip or a short clip? Um, I suppose, look, I'll go with the short. I'll try the short. You're going with the short. Okay. Uh, Here's a question. Jim Carrey plays an insurance salesman who realises something is not quite right in this 1998 movie. Can you name it? And here's your short clip for two points. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening and good night. Oh, uh, The Truman Show. Very good. (gasps) Two points. Well done. I wouldn't have known that. In like Flynn. Okay. Uh, So, Martina, still in 1998, still at the movies. Uh, Are you going to go short or long? I'll go short as well. Short as well, okay. This blockbuster disaster movie starring Morgan Freeman as the President of the United States of America was a big hit in 1998. Here's your short clip for two points. Put another way, this comet is larger than Mount Everest. Any idea? No, I have no idea. No. I I wouldn't have known that either. Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Yeah. It was one of two disaster movies about asteroids hitting the Earth. Um, Armageddon was the other one. And now, actually, the most popular one at the moment on Netflix, Don't Look Up, is about an asteroid hitting the Earth as well. Anyway, so it's early days, Martina. Don't panic yet. Uh, We're back to uh, Mary. We're on to question number two for you. Still 1998. We're in the charts. It's a music question. Uh, How do you feel about that? Music from 23 years ago. Do you want to go short or long? Um... 
I'll go long. You go long, okay. Yeah. Uh, this upbeat dance track was known for its auto-tuned effects. And the name of the song or the name of the singer, and here is your long clip for one point. No matter how hard I try, you keep pushing me aside. Okay, song or singer? Um, sure. Sure, it's the correct answer. Believes the song. You get uh, a point yeah. for that. Okay. Uh, so, Martina, yes. mu- music from 23 years ago. Yes. How do you feel? Are you going to go short or long? No, I'll, I'll have to go short. Yes, you sort of do. You do, yes. yes. Okay, this was a chart topper for a girl group in 1998, and here is your short clip for two points. I'm the wolf today. No! What is it? Oh my gosh! It was the Irish Spice Girls, Bewitched. Oh, for goodness sake. sake for goodness sake is right. <laughs> now, <laughs> oh they all say you will say so you will. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, you know now. Oh, for goodness. For goodness sake, Martina, you, you, you can't catch Mary Long from Cork now. I know I can't. You can't oh. catch her, you can't catch her. I know. Well done, Mary. Thank you very much, Martina. Thank oh, you very much. Listen, fantastic. Uh, the good news, Martina Kelly, is that I'm going to send you two mugs, one for Brilliant. Matthew and one for Aoife. Isn't uh, that great? Thank you very okay. much. And thanks, thanks. Have a great weekend. Uh, Lovely talking to you. No, oh, bye now bye thanks Ray bye, bye. bye that's Martina Kelly up in Killy Gordon in County Donegal Mary Long you're making the long trip from the old Yall Road Ray, <laughs> I am Ray <laughs> I am Ray well no, it'll the, be my first trip in a very long time right Ray. well well, enjoy it uh, and you can find out what's in store for you doylecollection.com and there might be other hotels in the Doyle Collection you know we'll see what we can do for you uh, thanks but, very but, much, but congratulations Ray. and enjoy your weekend Thank you very much, Ray. Thanks, Mary. Bye now. Bye. Bye. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. PJ's been on. I agree. The best non-alcoholic cider is Cydona. Uh, made in the Premier County. Yeah, as I said, it's like... It can't be Christmas in the Darcy household without Sidona. Uh, busy preparing Christmas dinner today, says Ethna. Uh, we were all locked down on the 25th of December, so it's Christmas Day tomorrow in our house. Enjoy that. I was a bit jealous of you. Uh, and then a lot of people are saying, and Donegal man, you never said. Well, you never asked. You never asked. I think everybody else, all my other uh, grandparents would be definitely Kildare. Uh, but uh, Bill Bonner was originally from Killygordon in County Donegal. Come on, Bill Bonner. Here we go. I'm your man, Wham, on RT Radio 1. Uh, I love the zero alcoholic drinks. I have three or four every Friday night. Gorgeous with a packet of crisps and no sore head the next day. I think a lot of people are afraid to give them a go. It's like a secret club at the moment. When the bars open again properly, I'm going 50-50 with my drinks. Some alcohol, some zero alcohol, says Mark. And then somebody else says, I like them, but sometimes after two or three, I say to myself, "What's the? where's the excitement? Even though I know that's the wrong attitude. Yeah, well, that's that's your experience. Uh, Irish comedy Deadly Cuts is something that you should add to your list to watch this weekend. It's available on Netflix, telling the story of hairdressers uh, who take on a local criminal gang. Uh, it's full of laughs uh, and Dublin humour. Erica Rowe stars in the film and she joins us now in studio. Good afternoon, Erica. Hello. Congratulations <laughs> on Deadly Cuts. Come in, don't be afraid oh. of the microphone. Um, so so it, it, it's a bit like, uh, how do I describe it? There's a bit of Roddy Doyle in it. There's a bit of um, uh, love-hate in it. 
Um, yeah. and, and then hairdressing. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard comparisons to Zoolander, Strictly Ballroom, Love yeah. Hate. I think it's an amalgamation of them all. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's, it's a romp. It's, it's really entertaining and funny and enjoyable. And you're brilliant in it. Oh, thanks Congratulations. So you play the part of Stacey, who's a hairdresser. Yeah. Yeah. Now, much of you is in Stacey. I'd say a lot of me <laughs> is in Stacey, yeah. Stacey might be a little bit more ballsy than me, but I, I think that me and her are very, very similar. Yeah. Uh, where are you from originally? I'm from Ballyferme. Aha. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Deadly Cuts is set in a fictitious town called Piglinton. Yeah, Piglinstown. Piglinstown. Piglinstown, Piglinstown. Yeah. Piglinstown, yes, yes. I think you can see, though, a lot of working class suburbs in Piglinstown. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Uh, and, and Deadly Cuts, the name of the hairdressers beside the local butchers. Yeah, and, and the chipper. Don't forget the chipper. Yeah, there's actually uh, one of the cast of Love, Hate runs the butchers. Yeah, yeah. Black Inland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fat Nick. Yeah, yeah, he's great in it, isn't he? Yeah, so he's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I'm really excited that more people are going to see it now because when it was released, there was loads of things going on, COVID and all that. Now people can sit down on their sofa over the weekend and watch it on Netflix. Yeah. So... When was it? When did it drop on Netflix? It dropped on Netflix yesterday. Okay. Yeah. All oh, yeah. right. So still early days. Yeah, and we it did premiere originally in October in the cinemas, but obviously it was half capacity and there's a lot of things leading up. So yeah, like you know, and you know yourself and you're flicking through Netflix and you don't know what you're going to come across. So yeah. I think it's just going to reach a wider audience yeah. now and. We all need a laugh now after the past few months that we're at to having of misery. So yeah. yeah, I think people are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, and, and we had Angeline, um, Angeline and Victoria in, and Pauline Midlin's in it as well. And uh, it's just there's so much in it. There is so much in it. Uh, yeah. Like it, the the climax of the whole thing is a a hairdressing competition. Yeah, which is really well put together <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, because I've never been at one of those, but I felt like I was at one. Yeah, no, Rachel, Rachel's great. Like she got everything across so so great. And what I loved about when I first read it was how authentically Dublin it was and how unapologetically working class it was. It was, yeah. wasn't trying to be something that it wasn't. And I think think Rachel just did a great job with it. She's the script is so witty. She got a great cast on board. Like I I didn't know how lucky I was when I knew I was working with Angeline for, first yeah, of all yeah, yeah. and then with Shauna Higgins and Lauren Larkin as well like the four of us together like I know it sounds like a cliche but we just all clicked and we had a ball we filmed for six weeks in 2019 and it was just six weeks of pure and utter crack well, You're saying that and Angeline and Victoria said that yeah. so I have to believe you so everyone got on Yeah and like it was a huge cast like it was so big and everything Mainly thing, women Mainly women yeah. mainly working class women as well right. which was brilliant Um well, obviously it's brilliant that all women but like um, anyone that came onto the, the set everyone just added a different layer to the crack that we were having already there was no no egos yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and what about you because you've been in movies before you were in Herself yeah. with Claire Dunn yeah. a small part in that yeah. but you're, this is a big part in yeah. this yeah. I've done a small a small part in a few different things that I really enjoyed I did a small part in Dublin Mortars and Taken Down and Herself and yeah, this was my first lead and I was, I was so nervous about it. You were it. breaking it. I, I was breaking it, oh my God. But um, like I said, once I got in there, like the script did it all. Rachel did, yeah. it was amazing. So yeah, once I got in there, it was, I was going to say water off. It's, it's, it it's a tough career choice, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. No, and especially like the last year, like with work dipping, it's, it is hard. Like it's not all frills and roses, How did you, you know? stay sane? Um, how did it go to drink? No, it was I don't I don't really know. I suppose I always say to people to have something else when you're not acting like something that 
you find as enjoyable as acting. Yeah. I haven't found that yet. So apart from drinking, apart from <laughs> drinking, yeah, and having the crack. <laughs> you were named as one of the people to watch out for in 2022 in the Irish Examiner. Yeah, right. Parents must be very proud. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, man's delighted. Now I have to say, she had the hard copy and all when I went up to the house the other day, you know, out, laid out on the It wasn't a print-off from the computer, it was no, the hard copy. No, it was the hard copy, copy yeah. yeah. I went down the shop to get, I had it laid out on the kitchen table when I went up. Yeah. I mean, Ma's great, she's brilliant. There was whispers when the, the two girls were in about maybe a spin-off TV show like the way the Young Offenders did it or yeah. maybe a follow-up movie. Where, where's any Well, I think it's looking promising. Um, Rachel has a pilot written. Rachel is the writer. Rachel Carey, yes, yeah, sorry, Rachel yeah, Carey, the brilliant writer yeah, yeah. and director. Um, she has um, a pilot written and yeah, it seems to be looking good in the pipeline now. So, fingers crossed for that. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. You'll be there. Oh, I'll be there with bells on, right? <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> and why did you Why did you choose the acting? Oh God, why did I choose? I don't know. It's just, it's something I've always, me and Mara always had us in in activities I suppose because she knew we were wild to keep right. us out of trouble and was, was, she, was she a performer herself? No, 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 no. Uh, my ma's an SNA right. uh, yeah in the primary school um, yeah but she just always had us in activities when we were growing up and I just took a, a real liking to drama and I don't know maybe just uh, I wouldn't I don't think I'm a very maybe emotional person in, in real life so maybe I just get to bring it all over to the ah, other right, side right, right. <laughs> and, and what's the what's the the dream the dream the dream is to be able to look after me ma and just to be successful and happy I know that's cliche but it's I know, true but the, the, it is it yeah. really is yeah, yeah. yeah I'd love to do a good old period drama that's something that Bridgerton I, something yeah Bridgerton yeah, yeah along the lines and what, what attracts you to that I don't know I just think maybe because I've never done it I haven't really done much outside of the working class Dublin world so I'd like to do a little bit more of that and I would love playing working class characters because they need to be heard yeah, yeah. but yeah I would love to do a little bit more outside that now Outside your comfort zone Outside the comfort zone Cause, stretch yourself Because you we've know. established that Stacey is a bit like yeah. a bit like you yeah. right. So, but then you'd have to maybe have to put on a posh English accent or something like that Oh I'm well able oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well test me to do test me test me <laughs> this yeah, is yeah, it. yeah yeah So what happens I'm, I'm, I'm like we're talking to you now and we're putting the word out but how else can we get the word out about Deadly Cuts because I think everybody should see it you know? oh, yeah, I, yeah I think so well um, social media yeah. Instagram tell your friends tell your family tag us um, hashtag Deadly Cuts yeah, um, yeah. Uh, word of mouth I word, suppose I, yeah I word think so yeah. and a lot of people who have texted me on Instagram and stuff like that have said oh my friend told me to watch this and it's brilliant yeah. and uh, yeah, I can really see people I know in there and stuff like that so yeah yeah. Like if you enjoyed uh, Snapper, The Van, uh, if you enjoyed those, you will enjoy Deadly Cuts. I think so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And the, you know, the, the, the really brilliant thing about it is having, talking, having spoken to you and to Angelina Victoria and you telling me that there was such a great crack on the set, mm. that comes across. Yeah, it really does. It's already, yeah. You know, you can get that vibe from it. Yeah. It's, and I think as well, like... Um, Obviously, Ireland is so small. Like, I think a lot of us knew each other going in. Like, yeah. not maybe not on a, a very personal level, but one of my best friends, like Thomas Cairnborn, um, he's in it as well. And like to have me and him have a theatre company together right. as well. And this was their first thing to do on screen. Right. So that was another, like, you know. And I think all of that translates. So yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, lovely to see you, Eric Rowe. I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of you uh, in the coming years. Deadly Cuts is now available to watch on Netflix. Highly recommended from here. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Erica. Just before. Before we go, loads of snow in Castle Blaney and it's still sticking.
says that person and uh, I love the Carlsberg one the best substitute for the real thing these are non-alcoholic beers Eric mm. no, no interest to you better than the early <laughs> creations and thanks for the suggestions on Zero Booze I just know if these drinks were around years ago my mum would have uh, tricked and exchanged our real cans for these ones she was always uh, at us to cut down so there you go right that's it from us uh, Sarah and Cormac are on the way we are back on Monday at 3 o'clock uh, have a great weekend and we'll talk to you then it's the Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.